This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darug, Gunungurra and Tharawal nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their Elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Westwards podcast. It is Monday the 6th of April 2020. I'm James Roy. I'm your host. In addition to being a writer myself, I am also the program manager for the Blue Mountains and Blacktown for Westwards. So Westwards is a literature organisation based in Western Sydney. And when we talk about Western Sydney, we're of course talking about Parramatta in the east right across to Mount Victoria in the west, up to the Hills District and the Hawkesbury in the north and the northwest, and then down to Campbelltown and Norellon and areas like that down in the south and Liverpool as well and as we remind people every time we do one of these podcasts uh, two and a half million people live in western Sydney uh, 170 different countries are represented and over 100 different languages are spoken and all these people have stories and these are the stories we want to hear and the stories we want to help people tell. We're living in interesting times of course we're in the middle of a global pandemic which means that everyone's working from home. So if you overhear voices in the background, that may well be a member of my family doing something around the house. That's how we're all living at the moment. We're all learning very quickly about ourselves and about how we get on with other people, I think. One of the major challenges for Westwards has been taking a mid-sized arts organisation that bases its practice on face-to-face delivery to an online presence. It hasn't been easy, but we're in the same boat as everyone else and everybody else is struggling to get this done as well. So we're just going to have to be patient with everyone else. So what I thought we'd do today is just take a quick look at some of the online programs that we're offering. Some of them are new, some of them are repurposing of other programs that we already had in place, Uh, but it's a brave new world for everyone. So uh, let's get into it. As has become something of a tradition on these podcasts, uh, I'd like to share a quote with you from somebody who was born on this day, so on the 6th of April 1820, so 200 years ago to the day. The man's name is Nadar, not to be confused with the Brazilian football player. Nadar was a uh, French photographer, amongst other things. And this is his quote. The portrait I do best is of the person I know best. Nadar's real name was Gaspard Félix Tournachon. He was a French journalist, novelist, caricaturist, photographer and balloonist. But he's probably best known for the last two photography and ballooning, combining both over Paris in 1858 to take the world's first aerial photographs. He also pioneered the use of artificial lighting in photography and became a master of the portrait. Now, some of the people he photographed included Charles Baudelaire, Sarah Bernard, Ernest Shackleton, Frank Liszt, Eugène Delacroix, Alexandre Dumas and Jules Verne, who used uh, Nadar's exploits as inspiration for at least two of his books. Wouldn't it be interesting, looking at this quote, to know who Nadar knew best out of all the portraits he took? Then we could make our own assessment of his claim that the portrait he did best was of the person he knew the best. 
Maybe he's talking about himself. Nadar took a lot of self-portraits. When he spoke of the person he knew best, was he in fact talking about himself? It'd be interesting to know why he might have thought that, if indeed he did. Was it because he knew which side of his own face was more photogenic? Perhaps early on, before he could convince people to model for his new technology, he took more self-portraits than anything else. Or maybe he just looked at all the photographs he took and judged quite objectively that the ones of himself were better. Of course we're speculating but it does bear thinking about I think. Regardless, this advice seems to play out for us as creators and writers as well. Write what you know. Most creative writing courses put this one right at the top of the list. In time with experience we learn to put ourselves in the skin of the characters we create. But when we first start on this journey, mining our own experiences, emotions and beliefs is a good place to begin. It's also a good place to return to once in a while just to clear the pipes. So today, in your lockdown space as a creator, maybe take a few minutes to write something about yourself, maybe a memory from your childhood or a diatribe about something that infuriates you, or a physical description of yourself, the person you know best. In this time of self-isolation, you might discover something new about that person in the mirror. So let's have a chat about some of the changes that have been made and have occurred against our will, I suppose, at Westwards. Um, something that we're calling virtual westwards, for want of a better term. We're still here for writers of all ages, for lovers of literature and for educators. Um, so let's go very quickly through our new virtual program of events and workshops, masterclasses, podcasts, writers groups, consultations and competitions. We also talked last week about who the new academians are for this year and we'll have a closer look at them in a little while. First thing I'd like to mention is the uh, mini masterclasses. These are Small podcasts, 20 to 30 minutes, bite-sized conversations with professional writers, poets and editors, focusing on different aspects of story and writing. Uh, the first two, plus one bonus one, will be landing this Thursday. One of those is about uh, plot with Tim Harris. Another one is gathering ideas, hunting and gathering for ideas with Deborah Bella, and also writing character from personal experience with Rawa Aja. And here's a sneak peek at conversation I had with Deborah Bella about uh, hunting and gathering for ideas. So I wrote a book called Teresa, A New Australian, and that is very grounded in something that happened to my dad. So my dad was born in a cave in a country called Malta during the middle of a bombing raid in World War II. And I've always known that story, but as I got older, I wanted... I'm what? Like, what do you mean you were born in a cave and why was your country being bombed and where is Malta? And, you know, so as I got older, I just asked a lot of questions. This is not thinking this is a novel. This is just me as a human being thinking that is a really amazing way to be born. And, and after asking lots of questions about this, I thought, oh, actually, I think this could be a novel because we've got, you know, a boy um, born during the middle of this incredible period of, of World War II. This, this, his country is being bombed, and Malta was the most heavily bombed place in World War II. Um, why were they being bombed? Um, how did he survive that? How did people do normal, everyday, regular things like eat and keep clean? And where did they sleep if their house was destroyed? And th that was a book where I think for a couple of years it was actually just me asking lots of questions and then starting to take notes. And then when I thought, I think this is a novel because characters started to kind of form in my head too, I thought, no, no, I need now to work out is this a story? Um, and then I did lots of research. I did a lot of oral history gathering. I did a lot of, you know, um, watching of archival footage from World War II. And then I realised, actually, this is a book. So I, with that book, I just 
all I did for many, for a long time, for years, in fact, was just ask questions. Did you ever get answers that you didn't expect? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially when I did some oral history taking. So I sat with people now who were kind of mostly in their late 70s, 80s, um, who were kids during World War II, and I would ask them, how did you survive? How did you find food? And and they would tell me the most incredible stories, you know, heroic stories, um, just ordinary stories in a typical setting, but during World War II was quite fascinating. And isn't, so, Malta the, isn't Malta the world's leading producer of Maltesers? I guess that's what they would have eaten, right? What a place to grow up. Oh, my God. Maltesers In Malteser land. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I hate to... Um, I hate to Burst your bubble, but no, Maltesers, uh, I think, uh, come from the UK. <laughs> oh, no, that was Deborah Bella talking about some of the ideas behind her book, Teresa, A New Australian. They're available on the Westwoods Mini Masterclass podcast channel, which you can find on all your usual podcast platforms, or you can just go to our website and follow the links to an online player for these. We're going to be releasing two of these each week. They're completely free. And uh, if you want to have a listen and like and subscribe and share, that'd be terrific. The other thing we're offering at the moment for writers of all ages is the West Words Writing Consultation Program. So these consultations are an opportunity to speak directly with a published practicing artist about your project, your work practice and or your career options. So you submit some answers on a questionnaire and we will choose from our bank of experienced authors, illustrators and editors to give you the guidance you need. There is a cost attached, not an exorbitant cost, but there is something attached because we do feel strongly about paying authors and presenters. But you can go and uh, go to the West Words website and search writing consultations or just follow the links and you'll find it there. If you're a person who is in school and you would like to take advantage of this opportunity, we are eligible for the Creative Kids vouchers in New South Wales. adults specifically there's a lgbtq plus writers group now they have been meeting at the westwards office in north Parramatta, but because of the world that we are currently uh, trying to navigate it will be held on zoom so if you're a western sydney writer who identifies as being part of the lgbtq plus community then you're most welcome it meets on the, every second wednesday of the month 6 30 uh, it will be on zoom uh, again go to the westwards website this year the group is working towards an anthology which is very exciting but it will be held on zoom all i can say is i wish i'd bought shares in zoom about a month ago because everything's being done on zoom there's also the west words and western sydney university writers in residence program now these applications close at the end of april uh, I, I did mention this last podcast but it uh it is an opportunity for two western sydney writer in residence positions uh, they're funded by a grant from the Copyright Agency Limited and it's focused on uh, giving an early or mid-career writer the opportunity to develop their professional skills and develop new work through a tailored program of activities, including remuneration of $12,500 for each of the two successful people. So go to our web website and check it out. And one more thing for the adults amongst us, the Blake Poetry Prize. I know I've been banging on about this now for 
couple of months but seriously guys it's five thousand dollars if you win you now you don't have to be a person of faith you may just be a person who has an opinion about matters of faith they've given us a bit more time uh the extension there is an extension on the closing date till the 31st of may to submit your entry so the exhibition of the winning entries and the awards will take place after Casula powerhouse can safely reopen although there will be potential for an online winner's announcement if our closure time continues past something reasonable. So it's $5,000 that challenges Australian poets of varied styles and religious and spiritual allegiances to explore the wider experience of spirituality, religion and or belief in a new work of 100 lines or less. So 31st of May, get on it. Let's talk about the Youth Right competition in conjunction with the City of Parramatta. A youth Week is an opportunity for young people to express their ideas and views and act on issues that affect their lives and create and enjoy activities and events. And this year, part of that is a writing competition. If you're 12 to 25 years old, we want to hear from you. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is a 400 to 600 word opinion piece on one of the following topics, climate change, mental health and employment. And it's in three categories, 12 to 14, 15 to 18, and 19 to 25. More info on our website. It closes on the 1st of May, so that's not that far away. That's, what, three weeks away. There's also another competition in conjunction with the Whitlam Institute. This is the What Matters competition. It's inspired by Gough Whitlam's commitment to involving young people in the shaping of Australia's future. The competition is currently open to school students in years 5 to 12 from Australia. That's not ages, but years 5 to 12. Responding to the simple question, what matters? It sounds like a simple question. It may not be a simple answer. But entrants are free to express their views on any matter they care about. So to enter, you submit an original written work between 400 to 600 words in prose or poetry of either fiction or non-fiction. And prizes are awarded in, in this case, in four categories. Years 5 and 6, years 7 and 8, years 9 and 10, and years 11 and 12. So for more information and to enter, head over to www.whitlam.org forward slash what hyphen matters, what matters. And again, the closing date for that is the 8th of May. So for lovers of literature and all age groups, we're making a bit of a transition in West, with Westwords to YouTube and Vimeo. Uh, all our regularly scheduled events will continue coming to you monthly, things like Poets Corner and Westside Poetry Slam and Hemingway's Polydactyle Kitten Club and Speakeasy. Um, plus a couple of new programs showcasing Western Sydney writers and writing, some interviews and some readings. And they'll all be coming to the YouTube channel. So go searching for Westwards on YouTube and you'll find us there. And subscribe and like and follow and all those things and keep an eye on what's coming because we're going to be popping a lot of new stuff up on there as we move forward. You an educator? Well, we're here to support teachers as they struggle to shift their teaching online. I cannot imagine how hard your lives have become in the last little while. Um, I think I speak for everyone when we say that teachers are pretty important people already, but uh, the lengths you're going to have to go to now and into the future don't really bear thinking about. So just as we do live, we can organise a program for you and your students. We offer such things as online workshops, online residencies. If you want to do one, we're here and we're ready to organise it. Or online author events. If you'd like one of those, let us know. They can be tailored to your needs. They can be pre-recorded or live and they can include a live or text-based Q&A session. So email us if you'd like to get more information about that. Admin at westwords.com.au. 
And finally, I'd like to introduce you to our eight Westwards Academians. Uh, last podcast, Hadra and I gave you their names, but today I'd like to showcase a couple of them. So the, the eight are Vivian Way, Benjamin Muir, Nadine Lebde, Martin Rise, Crystal Ann Vino, Kate Bobus, and Eden Samuel. Today, I just want to introduce you to Vivian Way and Benjamin D. Muir. Vivian is currently studying architecture at the University of Technology in Sydney. She has a strong passion in sharing stories close to her culture, such as her first published piece with Underdog's Love Oz YA anthology, The Chinese Menu for the Afterlife. In her spare time, Vivian works as a photographer. She likes to capture memories of friends and food, but mostly food, and loves to explore the arts and design world. So congratulations and welcome to Vivian. And the other person I'd like to speak a little bit about today is Benjamin Muir, a writer and doctoral candidate from Western Sydney. His manuscript, The Macmillan Diaries, was the recipient of the 2019 AAWP UWAP Meniscus Chapter One Prize, which is a not insignificant award. So that's the first two of our eight Westwards Academians. And over the next few podcasts, we'll continue to introduce you to those. And we might even get a couple of interviews with some of them. I'd like to leave you with this one simple thought. At the moment, uh, people across the world are reprioritizing a few things. Of course, the first priority has to be people's health. And after that comes keeping your job and having enough money to put food on the table and keeping a roof over your head. And we wish everyone well with this. It isn't easy. And, uh, and we wish you all the best as you try and keep things as close to normal as possible. But one of the fields that does miss out a little bit in these sorts of times is the arts and we completely understand why that is because it doesn't feel like a priority and maybe it isn't. But I'd like you as you're uh, at home self-isolating for who knows how long, watching Netflix or reading a good book, just give half a thought to the reason that those things like Netflix and TV and books are even there. It's artists creating that art. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And until then, stay safe and happy creating. Thank you.